everyone. Welcome back to the Wellness Travel BC podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl McKinnon, and I'm thrilled to welcome back one of our favorite guests, the lovely Catherine Roscoe Barr. Catherine has spoken with us previously about hot topics related to wellness, and they all center a little bit around traveling for wellness because we always end up coming back to that, don't we, Catherine? Yes. It's wonderful to have you here. Now, we're going to talk about something. I just got goose pimples as I said that because I was telling you this and you were sharing it was the same for you. Right now, my inbox is blowing up. Everything you look at on the internet is talking about it. And that it is something that we're all craving so desperately. And it's called sleep. Oh, that magic word, sleep. You're a bit of an expert on how we might handle this. So I'm going to throw this open to you and say, how's your sleep going, hun? In general, pretty good when all of the circumstances are in my control. Um, And often they aren't. I have an old dog. I have a young child. I have neighbors. Um, Sleep is something I'm really passionate about because it's something we do have a lot of control over. And often we don't realize how we're suffering from a lack of sleep. And um, it feels so good to be well rested. Oh my gosh. Can't you just hear everybody when you walk into a room or a meeting or, you know, out for grocery shopping or something and someone says, God, how'd you sleep last night? And you just, when people have had a good rest, that's so true. You're, you just light up. You feel so great, but we're not sleeping well. And there's so many reasons why what you've just named in your life are are relative to many of us. And then there's the generation as well that's going through perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. So let's let's lead off with what your your program is, your ritual that you've found works for you. And then we'll talk about how you share that in your courses and workshops with others. Yeah. So tell me, what's a good day for you to sleep? So much to dig into, but I I really came across the tools I'm going to share because I had been a terrible sleeper for most of my life and I suffered greatly from the consequences. And um, as I dug into the research and practiced what I was learning, I suddenly became an incredible sleeper and it made such a difference in my life. And so I'm always just reading what's new in, in sleep science and sleep hygiene, sort of the practices we have to have a good sleep. And what a good sleep is, is different for each of us, you know, from the moment we're born until we leave planet Earth, that we all need different amounts of sleep. Adults need seven to nine hours. How much sleep do you need? The best way to find out is to go to sleep at the exact same time every night and see when you wake up naturally. And so for me, I try and have lights out at 9.30 sharp p.m. every night. I'm usually asleep by 10 and I'm usually bright eyed and bushy tailed at 5 a.m., which is amazing because then I have sometimes two hours before my five-year-old wakes up to myself to exercise and journal and reflect and meditate and do whatever I want. Sometimes it's just laying in bed. It's really important. Research has shown to go to sleep at the same time every night, at least as as much as possible, whether it's a weekday or a weekend, which I know isn't 
a lot of fun if you like to, you know, have different, but it, that's really what's best to help you get into a good sleep cycle. Um, so I think two tips, whether you're at home or you're traveling, that like would, would be my takeaway for everybody is to rev up in the morning and wind down at night. So to consciously do things to increase your energy and then to prepare yourself for sleep at the end of the day. And if that's all that anyone takes away from this, I think that that they could have massive shifts in the way they sleep by following that advice. Okay, so th- great advice. And I, I, as you know, follow that tribe because I've, I've been known my whole life I could sleep against a bus stop, usually. But, you know, when I'm under a lot of stress, whether it's good stress or bad, I, I don't sleep properly, but I have always tried to adhere to that, except in our wonderful careers. It's really tough when you're traveling to turn, you know, at that business meeting or the, the group function that the corporation is hosting for their team and say, sorry, guys, I got to bow out. How do you handle that? What do you say? You know, and, and inevitably, I was always the one that the eye rolls. Oh yeah, there she goes. Okay, you want to see me function in the morning? Bye. Yeah, exactly. I weigh FOMO with how I feel. I love feeling great. And in order for me to feel great, I need a good sleep. And so yeah, all of my friends know, you know, if we're going to meet for dinner, that my preference is like 4.30 p.m. Um, well, happy hour. It's such a yeah. great, it's perfect for those of us that actually get it. So I, lo- I love this. Now, what I want to touch on too is you have some very specific rituals that you recommend. And I say rituals and, I, you know, I, I think that they are like a ritual. It's it's training your body to self-regulate and come back to a center where you're not so wound up, but it takes time to do that. So what do you recommend for that throughout the day, you know, from the time you get up in the morning till you go to bed? Yeah. Okay. Let's start at the reverse. I love, I love that you use the word rituals. It's one of my favorite words. A ritual, it, how I define it, is an elevated habit. So a habit that that is really important to take care of yourself. So um, you mentioned the word stress, you know, earlier in this conversation and, and that I think is the main thing you can look at and explore in order to help yourself wind down. So you want to look at where um, stress is coming from mentally, physically, nutritionally, in terms of of light. All uh, all different forms of stress increase cortisol, and cortisol is, is the stress hormone, but it's also the get stuff done hormone. Mm-hmm. We want that in our body, but when we are preparing to sleep, we want our cortisol to come down, not only so we can be more calm, but melatonin, the sleep hormone, is inversely proportional to cortisol. So if cortisol is high, melatonin can't be high. And even if we don't struggle to fall asleep, we'll have lower quality sleep. We can't get into a as deep or a regenerative sleep. And we're more likely to wake up in the early hours of the morning when we don't want to be awake like 2, 3, or 4 a.m. Because what's happening in a sort of normal circadian rhythm is that cortisol is at its highest when we wake up. So we're alert. We have this hormone to help us get stuff done, get up, get active, get energized, be productive. And then as the sun begins to set, 
our cortisol should lower so that we can raise our melatonin and fall fall asleep. And so we want to look at all of those ways. How can we lower our mental stress? We need to disconnect. We need to bring back office hours. Now that we all have our office in our hands or our our computers are connected to wherever we work, you know, we need to bring back office hours. I have in my auto signature what my office hours are, and I try to really strongly stick to them, not only so people know when to expect to hear from me, but so that I'm giving other people permission to do the same thing. I think it's really important. So our physical stress, we want to exercise. We're going to talk about that in our morning rituals, but in the evening, we want to do more gentle things like an after dinner walk is is amazing or you know, yin yoga or slow dancing, you know, something to lower our cortisol. Um, In terms of nutrition, I'm a huge fan of circadian fasting, which means stretching the amount of time overnight that you don't eat. Because when your body is sleeping, there's really important housekeeping, you know, repair functions that are happening. Um, And it's like your boss giving you an extra job at the end of the day. Your body doesn't need to waste any energy digesting while you sleep. That should happen before you fall asleep so that you can do important brain and body repair functions while you sleep. So stretching out the amount of time, that's why I like a 4.30 p.m. dinner reservation, you know, stretching out the amount of time between when you eat and when you sleep. And and again, everything's on a spectrum. Everything I suggest is nothing's black or white. Just try a little bit. You know, if you're eating immediately before sleep, try stretching it to 20 minutes. 40 minutes, an hour, you know, try and get to the three hour mark or even the four hour mark away from from bedtime and then light stress. This is huge. We want to take our cue from the setting sun and try and use natural light or really dim light or candlelight as long as you're being safe with it in the evenings because light, especially blue light on the spectrum of light, blue light is the most stimulating. Mm-hmm. So you have to be on a screen, dim it, and put a red filter on it to be less stim- stimulating. Um, and then that will help your cortisol come down and your melatonin come up. So it's all about like, how do I wind down thinking of all the ways you you have stress in your life and lowering those so that overall your cortisol can come down and your melatonin can come up. So you want it to be dark, peaceful, slow, and uh, not a full tummy. Excellent tips. Oh my gosh, I can hear the conversation tonight. What do you mean? I thought it was supposed to be elegant to dine at 7.30, 8 o'clock. <laughs> no, no. I've, I'm, I'm, I just, I think these are excellent. And then when you wake up in the morning, there's, there's things that we should be doing with that as well, that if we could only help people understand if they've done the PM routine, they are, for the most part, going to have at least five hours of sleep, which is minimal to recharge. And everything that I've read about, is that about right? That most people on average need at least that amount? You know, if you've had an overnight? And, yeah. I know. Closer to seven is ideal, but again, I'm like five is better. That's not definitely not sustainable, but you can get back on track if you've had minimal sleep. And obviously a longer stretch, like five or six hours is much, much better than in, in mm-hmm. uninterrupted sleep. And yeah, 
everything you do from the moment you wake up will set the the tone for the kind of sleep you're going to have that night. And so you want to do the opposite in the morning. If you feel groggy in the morning, expose yourself to light, preferably natural light, but but lights in your house will do as much light as you can because light automatically decreases melatonin. So, and when melatonin is high, you feel groggy. And so the first thing you should do in the morning is expose yourself to light. Natural light is best. There's so many benefits. That's a whole other conversation about mm-hmm. the benefits of uh, being outside and having natural light. Um, and then to connect with yourself and your inner circle before you connect with the world. To connect with yourself and say, what are my intentions, my dreams? What do I hope for today? What do I need to get done? What's the most important before you open your phone and look at other people's agendas, you know, what they want from you that's so right. So key. <laughs> I know you're absolutely right. That that's a game changer right there. Yeah. To just take care of yourself for that just a little bit. Even if it's just a minute. Again, it's a spectrum. If if you normally immediately reach for your phone the minute you open your eyes, give yourself a five minute window. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a 10 minute window. See if you can expand that. Connect with the other humans or animals in your in your house. Fuel your body first, you know, preferably move your body to to get, you know, good, good cortisol, good, um, so much good brain chemistry, you know, circulation going. So your brain is just ready to do the creative, incredible work that you have to do. So if you can expose yourself to light, move your body and fuel your body to let your um, metabolism know there's no famine. We're okay. We can just keep firing along, you know, give yourself a good, I'm a fan of the inverse pyramid of eating. So big breakfast, pretty big lunch, smaller dinner. And again, that sets you up for a better quality sleep. Really interesting, because especially when you say the inverted pyramid, because there's a lot of controversy around that, isn't there? You've got people that are out there suggesting, and and well-respected individuals who I won't necessarily name right now, but I know we both know some of them who say, no, 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 you need to fast all morning and then have a high protein lunch with lots of multicolored vegetables and then a decent dinner, not over the top, but you're saying, no, get your system, which obviously won't happen quickly if you haven't been doing this, but to fuel up with greater foods at the start of the day, what would that look like? Well, depending on what you, you know, eat, whether it's plant-based or animal-based, but protein, fiber, bean. I, you know, usually have beans and some kind of green vegetable. Um, I do eat ethically sourced eggs and sometimes cheese and generally sourdough bread. Um, that's kind of an average breakfast for me. And so in terms of like the the window, what I've heard from the latest research is the uh, uh, shrinking the window of when you eat to eight, nine, 10 hours. And so I do know a lot of people that eat a little bit later. You know, you don't have to eat. And in fact, you shouldn't eat the second you wake up. You should rehydrate and move your body before you eat. And so for some people, it works to shift that a little bit later. You know, they're they're eating between 10 a.m. and, you know, 6 p.m. or something like that. And, and that works for them. And they're maybe going to bed a little bit later. And so all of this is so individual. It's like, take this information and apply it 
to work for your life. So many families can't eat dinner at 4.30 or 5 p.m. That just doesn't work. And so it's like, do the best you can with what you have. And most importantly, reflect on how it made you feel. If it doesn't move the needle, if you don't feel any better, then then this advice is not for you. But if you are suffering or struggling in terms of not feeling well rested and all of the long list of um, of consequences from not being well rested, mental, physical, and cognitive, then try applying some of these things and see if it helps you feel better. And sometimes when you reflect on how it does make you feel better, it's easier to practice. Like you said, it's really hard to leave a fun party. But when I know I'm going to have a great morning, I'm going to feel positive, I'm going to get a workout in, I'm going to get stuff done, I'm going to be a kinder version of myself, it makes it worth it to make the you know sometimes hard choice. Oh, Catherine, outstanding advice as always. I, I always hear that nugget when we're speaking together about be kind to yourself and baby steps, right? Yeah. A little, take a little bit and try it. Now, I, w- I want to let our listeners know where they can find out some more information about what you're offering because you have uh, some great workshops coming up. And also your website, you've got lots of information and you do do private consultations too, don't you? So tell us a little bit about that. Take take our closing time here and share a little bit about you because you have some really fabulous advice for people. Thank you, Cheryl. So my website is called thelifedelicious.ca. I think everything in life should be delicious, whether it's the way you move your body or the, the food you eat or the places you travel to. Um, I have a weekly newsletter. I have an um, annual wellness retreat at the Oak Bay Beach Hotel that's coming up in January. I lead a number of women's coaching circles throughout the year, and there's the opportunity to work with me privately within the circle. Um, And I'm writing my first book, which is going to be all about, you know, sleep and mindfulness and movement and human connection and, and nutrition. That's fantastic. Two quick questions. Have you still got space? Because uh, I know it sells out and we're still four months, not quite away from Oak Bay Beach in Victoria, British Columbia. That's in the end of January, I believe. And I was yeah. lucky enough to be one of your attendees last year. And I, I just can't rave about it enough. It was, I went in thinking, okay, kind of read the books, have the t-shirts, probably got a coffee mug or two. But boy, I was with the group at the end as we all were embracing one another and in tears, men and women. It was very powerful and you have a real gift. Space still available? There is a little bit of space, yes. A couple of, yes. Couple of seats. Okay, so yes. I can find out that information on your website. And then your your women's circle of care. That, have you got one going right now? Is there another one coming up? Yes, I, I run them every September and every March. So I'm not sure when um, people will be listening to this, but uh, always check in. I, I do it twice a year and it's a wonderful, smaller group that's stretched out over 12 weeks. I might lengthen it next year to make it even longer. You know, people are always like, oh, I can't believe it's ending to go. Good to just keep practicing. You know, like this is the, with all of these tips, just keep practicing. Be gentle and kind with yourself and just, Add good to your life. Don't think about what you can't have or deprivation. Just think about adding deliciousness in all forms, including sleep, to your life. Oh, gosh, I'm licking my lips. That just sounds so good. So yummy. Okay, and your website is? Thelifedelicious.ca. Wonderful. 
Thanks again, Catherine Roscoe Barr. Always a pleasure. And I look forward to speaking with you again really soon because we still have many topics to cover together. Be well, my friends. Thank you so much.